Welcome to the rock. Hey everybody, thanks for downloading this post-game edition of the Black and Gold Podcast, brought to you by Appalachian Commercial Real Estate. If you live in the state of North Carolina and have any need for commercial real estate support, expertise, information, it really doesn't matter. But if you are in this scenario, you need to contact Appalachian Commercial Real Estate and James Milner. James can be reached um, phone or text. Or when I say phone, I mean, call at 828. You can walk and chew gum at the same time as well as what I've heard. Uh, 828-719-0408. James is an advocate for his clients. He's not trying to broker a piece between two sides and make everybody happy. He's trying to make you happy and give you all the information that you need to make a great decision for you and your business. Don't do this on your own, folks. Commercial real estate is a different animal, and you need someone that literally is an expert, and that is what Appalachian Commercial Real Estate, that's what they are. They're experts. So again, uh, 828-719-0408 to call or text James. You can also check out AppalachianCRE.com for their snazzy website. It's a good-looking website, too, and we thank them for sponsoring the post-game edition. I'm your host, Alex Johnson, and with me, as always, the world's most famous app state, fan live from the beach big c are you are you looking at the ocean right now getting getting some rays trying to get a a nice sultry tan for thanksgiving no no not one bit um the i was really worried about the the noise on the beach i don't know if the waves crashing would have put people to sleep uh any quicker than they typically do when they listen but um (laughs) but no i've uh, isolated myself in a room um just got off the beach though uh very weird day for me just far on it to be honest I watched the game without like friends, like oh, wow. around, like yeah. in my presence. Um, so it's just family, and I was I was really concerned about breaking my like habits that yeah. <laughs> oh we're gonna lose this game right you know because everything's messed up and it's not gonna be the same and all that jazz and it kind of looked like that right for a yeah. good uh, half of football. Yeah, that this was a this was a tale of two halves for sure. Um, you know, and you know, obviously, we end up winning this game in tremendous fashion. You know, forty-five to to seven. Uh, but yeah, that uh, at halftime, and it really, Charles, until that last possession when we got we got back and marched down the field and scored that last touchdown. I mean, you're looking at se- um, you're looking at seven to three, going into um, going into the half, which yeah wasn't looking good. So you know, in in the other thing, you know, we said this um, with. The South Alabama, you know, post game. Um, the other team tries to win too. You know, Troy. They want to be ball eligible. They want to. They want to compete. They want to try to uh, win all the games. They have their coaches kind of on a hot seat a little bit. Um, they haven't been as good as they'd like to be um, for the last uh, three years since Neil Brown left, and so they had something to play for yesterday. And um, for at least one half, uh, things weren't looking great. <laughs> um, but what were you thinking in that first half? I was thinking how I was by myself with nobody to complain to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, a tale of two halves, almost a tale of half a quarter, you know, to an extent, because really Troy just kind of throws one over the top and hope it works. And uh, it did bobbled catch. They go up. We, we, you know, we've at that point, I don't know if that point we had missed a field goal. That was Chandler's first of the season. And you were thinking, Man, everything just is not bouncing right right, right now. 
Right. Penalties were atrocious. Um, it just didn't look like we were there yet, right? Mm-hmm. But then once the defense finally, you know, gave up their score, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of started sending the pressure, started going after Gunnar Watson. You know, yesterday I actually listened to Noah and Adam like the entire broadcast. Usually when I'm at home or with other people, it doesn't really – it's not conducive to that kind of setup. Right. So um, I had the ESPN Plus down, had Adam and Noah up. And uh, and Noah talked about this ad nauseum is TD's rough TD TD roofs TD rough uh, <laughs> TD roof sack of Gunnar Watson where he pancaked him pretty good was a turning point for sure. Mm. Um, we, they were just kind of benefiting from us screwing up there for yep. a little bit, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they couldn't do much with it, but interception here, interception there. Um, and just we couldn't get out of our own way really Correct. you know it's right. like we just mm-hmm. kept tripping over ourselves and, and we finally settled down um and, and you know we just got back to what we do that you know we, we got more outside passing got to Corey, got to thomas and it just started working and then of course like the third quarter you know clark clark had drink talked about the middle eight you know the the, the last score before the half the last possession the first possession in the second half Mm-hmm. We jumped on him and then just like wouldn't get, wouldn't let go. Um, right. T roof's intercession was was pretty pretty nasty as well. Heck of a game for him. Um, but you know to, to sit back there and think, oh, it's a forty five seven win, but just to forget about how we got to it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's another thing. It's like, can we just have a, a, a game without turnovers? Right? Yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. is that is that even possible? And it right. does doesn't seem like that's going to be a thing. Now, if it does, you know, a good time to have that happen would be in two weeks, right? You know, that would be a great time to not turn the ball over. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm certain that's going to be stressed, but man, it, uh, you know, but I, I do like that we continue to attack, right? You know, we, we said, look, this is game time. This is time. We, we need these reps to get better. Maybe yeah. we're still kind of building a chemistry to an extent and just our, our rhythm yeah. and, you know, it's what it just, feels. It's what it feels like a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's 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 like okay, we messed up, and 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 sometimes it feels you know really these road games more than any. It, you know, I think we take some time to rev up. You know, it's kind of like an oven. Yeah, and you don't turn it on and it clicks on to four fifty or whatever temperature you need. It, it takes a little time to get there, and but once it turns on, uh, it gets the pizza done, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, I was just I was talking to my brother about this after the game. You know, people don't remember this. Um, those championship years, the Armani years is what I'll say because I wasn't there for 05 and really 06. But th- that Armani era and then the last of Jerry Moore's era, they weren't polished. We made a lot of mistakes. Shot ourselves in the foot a lot. But we overcame. You know, if we were we were outscoring teams, we we would make mistakes, but we were just better. We could, we could overcome our mistakes with just better players and better athleticism. Um, and I'm not saying there's a direct parallel, but it does feel like this season there's been a lot of getting in our own way, but then having the fortitude and the the grit in the fight to overcome. Obviously, we've lost two games, um, so there's two games we didn't overcome. You know, the one everyone will think about is is the Louisiana game with those all those turnovers that turned into touchdowns for the Cajuns. But man, I do feel like yesterday in that first half just a little timely penalty there and just like, man, we're giving it to him again. 
But if you only have that and you don't have that second part, which is, are you going to get back up and punch them in the mouth? Um, that's the recipe for, for success. Ultimately, if, if you're um, playing a little sloppy, I think you, you, you got to come back and fight and, and don't give up. And, you know, that's App State's brand of football for forever. Um, and, you know, one thing that I've had to train myself to do over the last, just over the course of App, just me being an App State fan is, is watching the game um, in the first half and, and just throughout the you know earlier parts of the game. Don't act like it's the fourth quarter. So we had an ugly first quarter. Didn't do too great on offense in the second quarter until that last that last drive. Um, but you know, I just feel like there's a lot of skies falling. You know, what is this? This is this is the worst thing ever. When it's the first second quarter, and what we know about App State football, what they've taught us time and time again is the game's never over until there's zeros on the zeros on the clock. And so the way we come out of that last possession of the first half, which drove down there, and I, I think Noah's spot on. I don't really buy into a lot of times that one play turns around for teams, but it really does seem like that TD roof, just absolute, you know, 1998 WCW Goldberg spear of um, what's Gunner, uh, what's his name? Gunner, Gunner uh, Watson. Gunner Watson just absolutely just plows him. Um, that did seem to like fire him up because that next possession. We march right down the field and score that touchdown. Corey scores that nice touchdown. Come right out of the gate. I mean, three touchdowns in the third quarter. That's, <laughs> you know, that's you know, that's not too shabby. Um, but I mean, even though we're talking about how good the offense was, we, we talked a lot about that. We have to again go back and, and just tip tip our hats to Dale Jones and that um, defensive staff and those players. What was the official number? Was it nineteen yards after the first touchdown for Troy? whether it's nine? You know. Adam tweeted 20 uh, in the write-up. The, the post-game notes, it was 19. Oh, okay. But whatever. I, you know, that's insane. That's right? absolutely insane that, that, uh, that that's even a thing. We basically just turned it on and said this. The defense said, we're done here. Yeah. We're tired yep. of fooling around. And, you know, I think sometimes both, both sides of the ball really kind of have to feel each other out sometimes uh-huh. this year for us. Like, is this going to be an offense day? Is this going to be a defense day? Um, but it is good that they can turn that on, right? So when you're talking back to going back to what you were talking about a minute ago, uh, I'd much rather have a team that is slow starting, you know, as long as we, the defense can keep us in it until right. we figure it out and then we hit that gear mm-hmm. versus a team that we saw earlier this season in Marshall mm-hmm. who can play lights out for three quarters. And mm-hmm. then lose it, you know. Roll I don't want to sure. have that team ever. I, all I'd, ra- I mean, I'd rather take the slow start. So we'll figure it out. That ain't gonna work all the time, as you, you know, as we reference Louisiana. But I'd rather n- other teams know that you're gonna get. You may not get sixty minutes of half-state football, but they're gonna be the last ones punching in the fourth quarter, and that they will take you to the bell. And and, and I, you know. Maybe that's not the greatest comparison, but I think it works here. Mm-hmm. I mean, any any game where Jacob Huseman's coming in, you know, and we got backup defensive players, you know, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, you know, mm-hmm. 12, 13 mm-hmm. minutes left, that's usually that's usually says what's going on. Uh, there was that one drive that Troy had where even the backups were just absolutely drilling. I mean, what was it, like three plays in a row? Someone went like for Troy. Yeah. It looked like they were getting physically <laughs> like hurt yeah. on each play. Lots of hits, lots of like, 
tackling low, tackling, you know, and just they're bouncing weird ways. And I was like, man, we're just out for <laughs> for blood right now. Yeah. Um, take kind of taking it out. And, and that's the that's a beautiful thing that, that we can do is um, you can get those guys and get those reps. You know, I, we, there's a lot of talk of at least in the past of, you know, what quarterbacks should get reps. But but the defensive players, you know, those backup guys and those third stringers need those reps, I think, more so. Uh, because they're playing a, a position that uh, where they're always, you know, going after the football and they're chasing something and they're throwing their bodies around. And to see players like Tyler Bird come in there and just be a monster, you know, yeah, for mm-hmm. a few series. And, and and there's others. Ronald Clark stepped in as soon as uh, Madison Cohn kind of had his little. Uh, yep. It, it was it looked like it was a tender area. Let me just say that um, yeah. where he got hurt um, below the waist. And. And came in there and got what did he get like a sack or a tackle for loss real quick? And know? he got a yeah he got a five yard tackle for loss yeah yeah and so those people shift around back there and they got to be ready to go on a moment's notice. It's like it's good to see that really. I think that's what it, what it gets down to. But um, I, I uh, you know I love be I love being in positions where the coaches say hey we don't want to get any of our guys hurt. Go out there let the young fellows run around. I mean that's. That's I mean, and that's the other thing we 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 said this um, in the Arkansas State post game, but winning road games is hard. Winning conference road games is hard, and to be able to routinely, you know, for App State, go on the road and just flatten the opponent, and and I think what you said is spot on. With it, it really you want to start strong, but you don't get points. There's no trophy for starting strong. It's about how you finish and how you play throughout the game. It's how you overcome the mistakes that you make. Oh, man, I made a key penalty here. I gave him an extra set of downs. Yeah, that sucks, and that doesn't put you in a great position, like understood, but you got to finish the game. You know, you, you got to actually have the, the mental strength to say, all right, we're going to overcome this kind of flatness or this, this sloppiness, and we're going to win. And that's what matters. That's what wins games, in my opinion. And I, I think you, you mentioned that with Marshall. They collapsed against ECU. They gave up a 10, uh, 10 point lead. Um, what was it the start of the fourth quarter? Um, we were down 10 and we ended up winning that, that game against Marshall. And, yeah. um, you, you need to be tough. And I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying App State hasn't lost leads in the fourth. I'm not saying that we, we won't do that. I'm just saying over the course of time as we watch this team, it's, it's the toughness and it goes back to, you know, I remember, you know, Coach Hudspeth when, you know, our first year playing him, Charles, I'll never forget you pointing this out. Um, Hudspeth was quoted as saying they just made us quit. You know, they just kept hitting us and they made us quit. Um, and that happens to every team. It happens to us. It will happen to us. But you need to make sure that you're on the on the giving side of that more than you're on the taking side. And um, love seeing what we saw yesterday, um, the team coming back. But, I mean, it, it's, it's cool to point out, oh, this many touchdowns, this, that, and the other. But, man, I'm still thinking back to just how unbelievably difficult it is to hold another team, and especially a team that's on the – I mean, they're in the hunt for for bowl eligibility. I mean, that's – you know, um, that could be a, a, a seven-win team. Well, before yesterday, hypothetically, it could be a seven-win team. Um, and you go in there and you, you know, give up some yards in the first quarter, but then 20 the whole rest of the game. I mean, that's just so difficult to do. Um Man, it was, it was just fun. It's, it's fun to be able to watch dominating performances on the road, come home, gather ourselves back, and then, you know, of course, we have this big game coming up here. But just just fun. Warm fuzzies yesterday <laughs> watching, watching the game. 
Yeah. I mean, Troy had certainly had a lot to play for. Yeah, you, know, sure. you mentioned the ball eligibility. It was their senior day. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the crowd was a little sparse down there. Yeah. Um, the, the, I don't know if you saw the attendance, they say 18,000, like, oof. like where? <laughs> yeah. That stadium feels like really big because they have like huge, like grandstands or whatever you want to call it stands. Um, but they've got this like bowl area around on the scoreboard side that goes like all the way around. And usually that's where like their band and students are, but, um, it feels a lot bigger than it actually is. They, they list their attendance at, or capacity at 30. It, it just feels a lot bigger, but still, um, uh, that it's just, it's, you know, it's not easy. I mean, Troy was a team all year long that had given people fight, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave the ball to Louisiana last week three times in the second half. And still the Cajuns couldn't muster more than just winning by two scores. And this is the most lopsided game that they had been in all year long by a lot. Mm -hmm. And it didn't take much. Like, I mean, there was effort, sure, and we turned it on. But it kind of happened really, really quick. You know, it just kind of snowballed after the second half. And, um, I, you know, you wonder what's going on down there. I mean, right, with with Chip Lindsey, you you don't want to see people fired. Um, yeah. but that's uh, certainly that's something they've got to deal with. And now they, I think they have to go on the road to Georgia state who just clinched. Uh, they got their sixth win, if I'm not mistaken. And now they got to yep. go beat a team that is maybe do they feel like they've maybe, maybe they have a little plateau, like a little trap like late because they're like, Hey, we got what we, you know, obviously they're not competing in the East, but they got, they got their bowl win. They're eligible third year in a row, believes for Sean Elliott. And so can Troy surprise them, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, you got to figure their offense has got to be better. Um, but where, you know, what happened, whatever happens with Troy next week really plays into this bowl picture dramatically because as it is right now, the Sunbelt only has four bowl eligible teams and can only get to five. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. um, I could be wrong about that, but I know Troy has a chance. Um, so, where does that send us or, or somebody else? And, and then there's a lot to deal with between now and then. And, you know, obviously we can, I don't know if we can improve our situation much better. Um, but we can certainly make it worse if, if we look bad or have a flat one next week, but um, you know, we're moving on and, and that's great. Um, three straight years, right. Of nine wins. What is what I'm saying? Three straight years. No, it's several several years. There's only three teams that have had Six so many nine win right? teams, right? Yeah, I've, I've got that yeah. stat all mixed up. Um, but man, that's that's a that's a huge accomplishment for for Clark and the program. And I didn't mention Nate Noel getting a thousand yards. That I mean, yep. mm-hmm. that just what you know. You can use those buzzwords: culture, tradition, etc. They all they all work. But man, that's just sticking to it and knowing who you want to get when you're recruiting and you know in your style and going out and getting those people who will fit what you want to do. And that's transcended, you know, a couple different coaching staffs now, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to run the ball. Um, and we're really running it with a guy who's, you know, Cam's out there. He's got close to 700 yards. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do, you know, it's really mm-hmm. hard to do. And to think that, you know, the Georgia Southerns and these, these option teams don't have the guys out there who've done that. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, we'll we'll get into more of this after the regular season is over and after we play our championship game. But you know, we talk all the time about you know, do we know how good we have it? We're sitting here nine and two, 
with a chance to go 10 and 2. I just think that, you know, Charles, you and I, you know, pay very close attention to this stuff and obviously in a, a different kind of light since we got to talk about it and, you know, analyze and all that other good stuff. And when you win 10 when double digit wins in a season, that's a great team. That take mm-hmm. that takes a lot of effort. That takes a lot of focus, a lot of discipline. The ball's got to bounce your way too. You got to stay healthy. Like there's a lot of things that go into that. But if you win 10 games, good teams don't just win 10 games. I mean, you have to be a great team to put together a season where you're winning double digits. And we're on we're on the doorstep of that. So I'm so happy for Coach Clark and that staff and those players who endured a really frustrating last year. And this goes with every program. I understand that, but I can only speak to us because we know what we went through. Um, but to go through last year what we went through and then to want to come back and to compete for a conference championship, you know, quote-unquote revenge tour, um, it's just I'm really happy for this crew. You know, they're, they're playing well. Um, it's, you know, I still think there's chemistry to, to be worked on. Um, you know, Chase Bryce, you know, throwing two picks. I don't think they were super ugly interceptions, but, you know, those three touchdowns, um, He's been a good player for us. I think he's he's an app guy for sure. Happy to to see him um, stack on some numbers. But again, he's on a team where he doesn't have to throw the ball forty times for us to win. Um, that that big C metric of you know if we throw in less than thirty times a game, probably doing really well. Um, you know, right there, I think he threw what twenty three times yesterday, something like that. Um, we ended up running I think 50, 55 carries. Um, yeah, we we had a lot of plays yesterday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And we that did. fourth quarter, what was it? That fourth quarter drive that was like nothing but two and three yard runs, but we moved the ball like for seven minutes, but only or six minutes, and we only went like forty yards or something like that. It was insane. Yeah, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna actually look that up real quick. Castle, uh, Jameer Smith. Um, yeah, it was Castle, 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 Smith, 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 <laughs> Huseman, Smith. <laughs> yeah, Huseman uh, really wanted that TD run. He did, and then and then Chop finished it off right. Um, yeah, for that touchdown, yep. that was yep. big. Yeah, I love um, love to see the exuberance out of him. I mean, for what he's done, you know, what he's mm-hmm. given up to continue to come back and fight through those injuries and get back on the field. I mean, that's just really cool stuff. Yeah, I gotta say, I gotta go back to um, our friend Alex Gray, who who to me gave the most enlightening, you know, perspective of the whole year for me when he said, you know. Yeah, well, hey, get these other guys snaps, get them experience. Hey, Huseman's logged his time, man. Whenever you can get him playing time, get him playing time. And when you saw um, the coaches go to Harrington so often, you just got a feeling that they're trying to get him in the trying to get him in the end zone. Try to give him something because that matters. Okay. This dude's how how much has, you know, we talk all the time, giving your all for Appalachia State. Daytrick Harrington has gone through a lot, several surgeries, setbacks, and to see those, you know, Huseman on the field. Hand it off to Daytrick. Um, I just like it. I just I like it. I like the way that um, worked out for him. Um, you know, hard work pays off. So just really love that guys that have really given their all for App State and the coach is trying to get them the ball, try to get some some um, some points on the board for them. Love it. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, so we're yeah, gonna have, we got, we're gonna have okay. another senior day next week. That's we're gonna honor seniors for a second time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll take about an hour and a half to get that ceremony done. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna take a while. But yeah, we got a lot of, yeah, we got a lot of, um, you know, a lot of dudes, man, a lot of dudes that have given their all. So we're gonna, um, we're look forward to that. Uh, The attendance this year has surprised me. 
every almost every game. Like I just can't believe how many people are showing up to app games this year. Um, the South Alabama win was blown as brutal. People showed up. Um, so interesting to see what this this Georgia Southern Saturday after Thanksgiving crowd is going to be. But I'm not even going to make a prediction or, or even predict because I've been wrong this whole time. So looking forward to it nonetheless. You and I will be there. And yeah, another good win, 45-7. Um, I think we what what was it that we controlled the clock forty three minutes right? Yeah, it was forty something. I don't think it was all the way to forty three, but it was an insane amount. Um, good job on that, uh, little uh, little Frank Beamer. Um, unless yeah, it that was, was an intern that I'm not aware of, but uh, <laughs> no, it was, no, yeah. Um, the possession time here says on the website forty three seventeen to sixteen forty three. Okay. That's just that's. Yeah, that's that's if it's, you're Troy, that looks ugly. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's easy, you know, to win if uh, if you don't give the team the ball, right? <laughs> yeah. And and they can't move it, so they don't have it. And uh, yep. yeah, their 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 defense was just you know bending over. They were done, you know, by yep. the time third quarter, they just had taken too many punches. Yeah, they did. Anything else we need to cover before we move on to uh, Georgia Southern? I don't know, man. I think that's it. I mean, here we are, nine wins, uh, going to the championship game. We got that figured out. We're going to focus on one thing this weekend, uh, beat Southern, flush them, and then move on to Louisiana. <laughs> going to plunge them. Going to plunge them down. Uh, all right, folks. Well, thanks for downloading this episode of Black Gold Podcast. Thanks to Appalachian Commercial Real Estate for sponsoring the post-game episode. And until our Georgia Southern preview show on Tuesday night, go apps. Go apps.